Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We're also on Dash Radio on their Nothing But Net channel every single weeknight at 7 p.m. Be on the lookout. Our SB Nation partnership is starting soon. It's not going to take away any content. It should actually add some content. So we will be notifying you about that. FiveReasonsSports.com. Spell that one out. That is where you get the latest articles without any paywall. And of course, the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit the like and subscribe buttons. Check out Don O'Daly every single afternoon. And check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. Includes our friends over at Prize Picks. This is our official fantasy sponsor. You got to use that code five, though. It's F I V E. That's the code. You get your initial deposit matched up to $100. You don't have to spend it all at once. Just check it out. You can do all kinds of cool things there, even when the NBA is not going on. You may want to get involved in the MLB and the All-Star game coming up, or the NFL props are up there, MMA, and a lot more. Check out Prize Picks. You can download it off the Google Play Store, off the Apple App Store, or prizepicks.com. And again, make sure you're using that code five. F-I-V-E. We're going to do a T-shirt giveaway this week. We're going to weigh three T-shirts for signups to prize picks, but you got to DM me how you use the code, okay? So once you use the code, you DM me at 5 Reasons Sports, and we'll enter you in the T-shirt contest. And now, today's episode. Down to this Five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where is the thing? You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. Ethan right, Skolnick back on Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. I got Greg Sylvander. You can follow him at Greg Sylvander. And just back from Vegas, we got Sean Rochester. You can follow him at S Rochester NBA. On Twitter and Sean again was at Summer League in Vegas up close and personal. You followed his work, I'm sure, on his Twitter account as he was out there. And what we're going to do today, uh, we're just going to get into to how these players look, what the fits may be. I know we've talked about uh, Jovic a little bit. We're going to get into a little bit more detail about him, but also Marcus Garrett. We are going to do a couple of, of different episodes this week. Tomorrow we will probably get to the Eastern Conference and what it looks like right now, whether the Heat have fallen behind. And yes, we are monitoring, of course, the Kevin Durant and uh, Donovan Mitchell situations. I do want to mention one thing today because basically another of Greg's reports was verified. Uh, there was a report today that circulated that the Heat had made an offer to Donovan Mitchell. Greg has reported that. And then it was deemed, or de- offer for Donovan Mitchell, and it was deemed insufficient. This was, of course, was prior to the Gobert trade. Uh, this is not new information if you've been listening to us, but again, uh, it was confirmed elsewhere. All right, so let's get to it. Um, Sean, I just want let, to let's let's go to this and we're going to go backwards on this. OK, other than Jovic or Marcus Garrett, who jumped out to you the most there? Uh, and again, you did a sort of a preview article before you went out there. So you had a feel for a lot of these players. Yeah, the guy besides those two was definitely Haywood Smith. And uh, Haywood, you know, first of all, I think seeing him in person up close for the first time, he's a lot bigger than I really realized. Um, the defensive potential that I guess I didn't know he had. I, I looked at him more as like a, a shooter. Obviously, he has a long wingspan, but I really didn't know that he had that that physical strength and the tenacity that he showed on defense. 
I came away super impressed by him. And actually, Tony Schwartz that was out there also, before we talked about this when we were leaving, he was like, wow, Haywood Heisman. So we both left kind of impressed by the same guy. Let's get yeah, into the specifics I, of his situation, Greg. So what, what, contractually, let, let's go through some of these guys because we know obviously last year what happened with Struess uh, and what he ended up becoming. What, what's Highsmith's situation? So he's essentially in – I mean, he's in a degree of flux only because I think that there's still um, some time left before his contract is fully guaranteed, but he is set to make $1.75 uh, million this year. I'm trying to find the exact date that his contract um, – I think it's the 15th. It's sometime like late this week or early next week. That sounds right. Um, and, and so, and then for the future season, I guess also on the 10th, January 10th, there's also uh, a deadline date for him in the future. So I think there's some of that stuff built in. You know how they get creative there. I remember talking to him on the road in Charlotte and it was right off, off the heels of him playing kind of in the PJ role, which is so interesting now in retrospect as I think about it. Uh, and I asked him, like, where do you see yourself fitting? And he straight up kind of went at the small ball four angle. Uh, and I have to find that clip now that I mention it. It kind of just dawned on me that I think that there's a real likelihood that they're going to give him a shot um, to really find his way on this team. I think that uh, that he's just one of those guys that fits the mold of a player that physically can develop um, and has just enough skills and can defend well enough where he'll, he'll get some trustworthy minutes throughout next season. And when we talk about small ball four, obviously without Tucker there, no signing or trade as of yet. So essentially it's Kayla Martin and it's Haywood Highsmith. I mean, that's, that's, that's so pretty, weird. That's pretty much it. Right. I mean, unless you're going to go the other way that heat fans want the heat to go, which is you're at the five and bam at the four um, or uh, I mean, Deadman at the five. Uh, Udonis. What about Udonis? Or, or UD. I'm waiting for that contract to be signed uh, any day now for that 20th year. But you're right. Look, I, I, I think that uh, when you look at Highsmith, you could just tell physically, and it's funny because Brady, even when the Heat let him go last year, Brady was like, he'll be back. Uh, he just he does fit what they're doing. I, I thought at times he played too fast when he got opportunities last year, but that's the case with a lot of their developmental guys. I remember Gabe Vincent's first game where he jacked up about 13 shots. Remember that was after the trade was made. The Winslow trade was made. There was nobody else to play against the Clippers. Jacked up like 13 shots in five minutes. Uh, th their guys do tend to try to do too much, I think, which is interesting. I don't think that happens in other programs. You know, I think usually the guys are timid at first, but here they're kind of empowered. The Spolster does empower them. Eric Glass and the rest of them, they do empower them. But I, I, was, uh, I, I was impressed by, I, I caught a little bit the other day and I was impressed by what I saw in terms of uh, him slowing down a little bit. I, I just think that's that's what needs to happen here. All right, so let's get to number two. And I, I think this is, I mean, Jovic we're going to talk about, but I think this is the most interesting one because this is the type of player I didn't think the Heat would would let go of last year, which was Marcus Garrett. And then he he ended up, you know, getting injured, hurt the shoulder. Uh, he's come back. He has an elite skill, Sean. Like, there's no question. Like, he, I mean, this is, it's not, it's not, is he good enough to do this in the NBA? We know he is. Like, he would literally be an elite uh, perimeter on ball defender from the jump. And I know that uh, you and Brady have highlighted some of the things he was doing out at Summer League. I, I guess, what does he have to do to stick this time? Yeah, you know, I think it's showing the offensive end of the floor. Obviously, he can defend. He had a great moment um, in the third quarter where he was pressuring up on the ball. I don't know who the ball handler was, but it's right in front of 
for a spell when all the young guys were sitting. And uh, it led to a turnover. And, 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 you know, playing in Cox Pavilion, it's such a small gym that, like, his energy pressuring the ball, like, created energy for everybody else on the floor. They, they fed off of that. Um, so if he can show, you know, the, the ability to make a jump shot, uh, the ability to maybe kind of lead as a point guard, I think he can, you know, find himself into that two-way role again because obviously there's something that they like. I think it's mostly on the defensive end of the floor. I guess the problem for him, Greg, is is the guard situation, right? Like, there, there's we, we don't know who their four is, but right now, unless they make a trade, uh, it's Lowry, it's Struess, it's Vincent, it's I guess Robinson still classifies as a guard. Right. I, I, who am I missing here? Um, Oladipo. Oh, 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 yeah. The guy they just right. Oladipo. Uh, <laughs> it, it's weird, though. You're right. No, I mean, like, it's not off base to say, like, this roster is not balanced. And I don't think that um, like that's why I feel like the Kevin Durant stuff has just mucked up this offseason right now, because like you can't even really evaluate it fully. Um, but in terms of like when you look at a path for a guy like Marcus Garrett. And it was unfortunate that he got injured because I felt like he, he showed flashes where he could defend at a high level and they need as many guys that can be pests as possible. Um, I don't know that Javante smart or Michael Mulder are in that mold necessarily. So it's something that they could definitely use. But to me on this team, unless the roster changes drastically, and obviously there are still transactions that could potentially take place that would all of a sudden you may need to fill two or three spots with minimum guys or, or just low salary players, or maybe two way players that you maximize their number of days that they're available, et cetera. So like, I think that it would take a pretty big transaction for Garrett to find his way into a heat rotation next season. Yeah. I think that's the problem here, but I think a lot of this is okay. If we can make a trade, Maybe we can throw somebody in to close a deal if we like somebody else who's behind them. I'm not saying that Gabe Vincent is necessarily somebody they want to throw in, but you never know what's going to be a deal breaker here. Um, and that's so it does give you a little flexibility. I think there is also, well, I know there is because I've talked to people about this. Uh, there's, there's, you know, that regret from way back when about Patrick Beverly, which goes back to, you know, 2010 camp where the decision was made to keep Eddie house, uh, which was understandable as a veteran team. And they didn't end up keeping uh, Pat Beverly. And, and we obviously know that, you know, whatever you think of Pat Bev celebrating a championship for Minnesota after one series win uh, and then getting traded. Uh, he has obviously carved out a pretty good career for himself and, and he would have had one in Miami. And this is a similar type player, maybe without uh, the attitude. All right. We're going to have uh, Sean get in here on Jovic and other players before we do. Want to tell you about a great sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network. This is our CBD sponsor. It's Therapist Preferred. Make sure you're using that code 5RSN. That's the number 5RSN. Again, RSN are not numbers, but the number five and then RSN. You get 25% off the tincture, the sports cream, the gummies. They got new organic stuff on there also. So check out therapistpreferred.com. Use the code 5RSN. You get 25% off everything. This is great for recovery and it's great for sleep. And we also want to mention our betting partner, uh, this is a new one for us. It's called Better Edge, B-E-T-T-O-R-E-D-G-E.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Backslash five reasons. Make sure you use that when you use the URL because you get $20 to play. So you can just test it out. This is peer-to-peer. It's legal. Sean's on there a lot, making his picks on uh, on Twitter. So make sure you check that out. And uh, and again, like I said, totally legal. You'll get your money. You don't have to worry about any of that. But the best thing about it is you can pick your own line. Uh, you can definitely pick your own. You can pick your own line. You can find it depending on how much you want to risk, how much you want to try to bring in. But you don't have to just go based on what the offshore sports books tell you. So check out Better Edge, B-E-T-T-O-R-E-G-G-E.com backslash five reasons. All right, we will get to Jovic uh, in a second, but I want to I mention Orlando Robinson here because an interesting prospect. Uh, who they, they, uh, look, they always do this. They, they give you, they give a guy a little bit just to kind of, uh, keep him around here. And there is always this risk with summer league. I remember being at summer league in 2003 when Udonis Haslam was with them and he had gone to, this was his second year, uh, actually it ended up going overseas, but he was with Spurs that year. Uh, and they almost lost him to San Antonio. I mean, the heat history would have been completely different. So you do have to make careful decisions here in terms of the types of guys that you, you like. Uh, and want to keep Sean, what, what do you see in Orlando Robinson? Yeah, he's definitely got a big physical body. Uh, I went in really excited to see Bryson Williams. Uh, that's the guy that they compared or coach David Thorpe compared to, uh, to Udonis, but a little bit more skill when he entered the league and, and Bryson plays hard, but he is not at the level physically or skill wise of Orlando Robinson. Um, he can shoot the ball. He can handle it a little bit. Um, he just seems like a very smart offensive player. Like any young guy, obviously, there's a lot of, uh, you know, to be desired on the defensive end of the floor, but that's stuff that you can fix up. So I, I liked him. Um, you know, he's on an exhibit 10. I don't know, you know, again, where do you carve out a spot for him on the roster? But to the point you just made, the roster is imbalanced. So you, you probably need someone like that, at least in the pipeline down the road. Yeah, the exhibit 10s, um, again, they, they make good use of these typically. And they're very careful about the guys they give them to, because as you know, someone in the in their pretty high up in their development program told me, every agent uh, wants to get these guys to Miami because they just think poof they're going to turn them into players. But again, the problem is that there's a little of a backlog in the pipeline sometimes. Um, where do we see him, Greg? I mean, I think that the likely path for him would be to play well enough in training camp that he ends up being one of their two-way prospects. I think otherwise he'll end up in the G League playing for Sioux Falls and they will keep him in the system. Um, They've paid him as such where, uh, if I'm following this correctly, this is per Spotrack, um, a million bucks this season. It's a one-year deal would make him restricted next season. Um, I think it's obviously contingent upon him making the team, but I'm sure that there's portions of that that are already guaranteed because that's how you convince a guy to take a contract like that, come to training camp, accept the guaranteed money that comes with that opportunity, and you don't have him poached in the midst of summer league. So they do like him as a big man. Um, I haven't seen enough of him to be convinced yet, but like Sean said, I do like that he flashed certain things. Um, so I think it's worth taking a flyer, but he's not a guy that I expect to see like in a, in a heat uniform next year, unless things have gone really south. All right, let's get to the guy that, that most people care about. And, um, just, we have to do this for bookkeeping purposes. I guess it's three weeks until he could be traded now. Uh, <laughs> right. Because you had to wait a month since his signing. So, um, uh, Nikola Jovic, uh, drafted 27th overall, um, 
obviously a, a prospect with a lot of offensive upside. Uh, even Pat, you know, Pat Riley said we won't have to coach him up on the defensive end. He seemed more like a Spolster draft pick to me uh, than a Riley draft pick when he was chosen. He's a little different than types of players, but one, one episode we never really got to Greg, we we're going to talk about is kind of the shift change inside the organization that they are looking more for guys with offensive skill to, and then teach them defense as opposed to what they've traditionally done. I think back to the Rodney Magruder's of the, of the world where, okay, this guy has, and I guess Marcus Garrett would be of that type too, which is, you know, defensive. And then, all right, we'll, we'll teach him to shoot. Um, they, they, they at least want to bring in more guys that are the other direction. Now a little more offensive versatility, give Spolster more to work with. You saw him up close, Sean. We obviously saw struggles. First couple games, uh, not in Vegas, but, uh, you know, before he got to Vegas, uh, but then he kind of broke out a little bit. Um, so, so what, what did you, what did you think uh, watching him? Yeah, I didn't get to see a whole lot in that game. Obviously he struggled uh, compared to the game that he broke out at the end of the uh, California classic, but you know, he, he got banged up a little bit in the first half. And I think that's where that came in. He was trying to box out and, kind of got hit knee to knee or something but nothing nothing obviously major um but you know what again seeing those guys up close like his length and skill you can just see that it's it's going to take him time it's not somebody i would say next year is going to be ready but this the just the natural talent at his age the ability to move the way he does at his size and length it's just an intriguing prospect to have in miami's pipeline the way they develop guys well i guess the big thing is this as we kind of close the loop on this greg which is that you know, we keep talking about Jimmy's window, right? He and don't fit it. He doesn't, right? Not and at all. Like, no. I don't think so. I think that we it, we would be remiss, though, if we didn't mention to our listeners, uh, we gave this to our off-the-floor uh, subscriber feed early. That's on winnow.com um, for anybody who wants to check that out. Super, super fun to communicate with you guys. But Sean actually talked to Alonzo Morning while he was out there in Vegas um, Sean, can you just give him a quick run through of what Zoe said about Nikola Jovic? Cause it makes me want to f- buy in, but to Ethan's point, it's like, I don't know if he's going to be ready to contribute immediately, but Zoe spoke highly, right? Yeah, it was pretty interesting. At halftime of the game, uh, I just went over to say hello and he was very, very positive and, and not that I would expect him to be negative about him by any means, but just the way that he spoke on him, the things that he's seen him do, uh, the ability that he has, you just can tell that they, they believe in him. He just needs to develop his body. He needs to catch up to the speed of the game at the NBA, but he's 19 years old. So that's all expected stuff. But I, you know, I agree with Greg, like I didn't go in not thinking that he was a good pick, but after hearing that, that really, you know, cemented it for me in the belief in that he's going to be a good player. Well, and Zoe has expressed certain preferences for certain players. Zoe was huge supporter of Bam from the very beginning. Uh, Zoe was also the guy that didn't really want the organization to trade Jay rich. Um, at the time, I'm not saying for Jimmy, but just in general, he was, he was always a big supporter of Josh Richardson. He has certain players he likes. What's interesting about him liking Jovic so much is that Jovic's strength is on the opposite side of the floor from where Zoe kind of made his money, right? I'm not that Zoe was a bad offensive player, obviously he averaged 20, so he wasn't. But I'm just saying that Zoe, Zoe built his reputation and his foundation on the defensive end. And this is a guy that they're going to need to coach up on that end. But I, I, again, I, I think he's an interesting prospect. I just keep coming back to the same thing. Like the, their timeline is Jimmy's timeline. And, and so I still wonder even if in three weeks, if, if there's something that has to happen in August, if 
he's going to be here. I, I, I just, I, I, I look at so many players on this team as sweeteners for trades at this point. We know the Dwayne Dedman contract is a sweetener for a trade, not necessarily for the player, but just to fill the cap space. Duncan Robinson is a sweetener for a trade at this point. Um, I, I just, we're going to get into this much more tomorrow, but when you look at the Eastern conference right now, and you look at, I think Boston made two very strong moves to solidify their roster. I, I, I love the Brogdon move. Um, I, that's exactly what they needed was a guy who could play on and off the ball. And so the smart doesn't have to do that. Gallo won't stay healthy, but they needed another score in the front court. Um, I like that move. Chicago re-signing their guys, getting some development from people in-house. Uh, you know, obviously Philadelphia gets stronger with PJ and, and Harden taking the cheaper contract is going to make things easier for them. Milwaukee did not get worse. Okay. I think that I, I like Joe Ingles. They we'll, made see. Jo- well, I like Joe Ingles for them. I think he's a good, I think he's a good, <coughs> really good complimentary player for them. So you look at all that and then, you know, I, I wasn't taking Brooklyn seriously regardless. So you look at the rest, you look at those teams and you're like, all right, I mean, in Jimmy's window, I mean, that's, that's the thing. And I, I just, you know, we talk about internal development. Tick-tock, tick-tock, right. tick-tock. I, I like Highsmith, but like, okay. I mean, maybe he's a back-end rotation player this year, right? Like you said, Marcus Garrett probably not going to play. Orlando Robinson probably, as Sean said, probably a year out. You, you said probably a year out from being, you know, a, a significant contributor in any way. And Jovic, you know, as we've, we've all said, probably at least a year or two away. So, I mean, unless you're – unless Struess and Vincent – have much higher upsides than I think we think they do. Um, they, they need to make a move. I mean, that, that's where I'm at right now. I think that's where they're at. Uh, Sean, I'll let you close because you saw this up close. You obviously, uh, you saw Spo out there. I know Vincent was out there. Hero, there was good heat representation. There typically is. Uh, I'm not, I know Andy was out there. I, just, just your general thoughts as you, as you leave Vegas. Yeah, I mean, I think to the point that you just made, like, I was very excited and very impressed by Haywood Highsmith, but that's the context of what we have on this heat summer league roster. Like that's not comparing it to, I was super impressed with Paolo. I was super impressed with Chet. I was, you know, Jalen Duran and Jaden Ivey. Like those guys are the guys that you are super excited about, not Haywood Highsmith, you know, like that's just, we're excited about him in that roster spot for us. So, you know, I just think, you know, we don't have a whole lot of talent on that team. Like, we're probably going to struggle as we go through summer league. But can you find two guys, one guy that can maybe help you, you know, in terms of uh, later in the season? And especially if a trade happens. Because like you said, you know, you're going to open up roster spots and not a lot of ways to fill that roster. Um, but, you know, I, I think it's promising to see some, some, some good showings from our young guys and, uh, you know, just keep working over the summer. Yeah, I think that's the, I think the, we're talking about marginal things here when this team needs uh, a major move and, and they know it. And that's, that's why we're still waiting and maybe something will happen this week, or maybe we'll just be doing these podcasts until the end of August. I have no idea. All right. Thanks to Sean for joining. It's been a long, uh, long trip for him. So we appreciate that. Alex and Brady will be back over the course of the week. Check out our sponsors, prize picks, use the code five F I V E. Therapist preferred, use the code 5RSN. That's the number 5RSN. And Better Edge, go to betteredge.com backslash five reasons. Get your 20 bucks and start to play. Have a good night, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.